episode 23, Family, is over. But we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. It's me, Jessica Lees. I am sad to tell you all that while we were climbing into the RV, um, Josh Wiggler got swept away in the zombie crowd. I think he'll be joining us again next week once he gets out of the crowd. But I whispered to the rest of the panel, and they're all here now. First of all, I gotta welcome the disarming AJ Mass. Don't worry, I'm going to be all right. All right, there. Yeah, I'm here. Give the man a hand. <laughs> I, I am here, and I am excited to discuss this uh, thing. <laughs> of all of the episodes of The Walking Dead, this was certainly one of them. Well, this was half of it. <laughs> this really half of one, yeah, absolutely. There was stuff, things happened. Uh, and of stuff. course, also here joining us this week is Chappelle. How's it going, Hi. Chappelle? I got a spiky ball hand, just like AJ. You know, now we're like related, related, you know? You're, you're spiky family. ball brothers. Yeah, it's family. family. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you understand, you are very loved. Mm-hmm. That's exactly why I'm going to allow you to chop my arm off now, because had you not said that, I probably would have just died screaming about someone else who is very much alive and well with both arms. Yes. But I, I will say, I think this is our headline is the, I, it, there are a couple of headlines we could go with, but I think the most shocking and legitimately surprising was the Lydia arm bite scene, because I think they were really faking us out that someone was going to get it and nobody got it. Just <laughs> Lydia's arm. Ah, uh, Yes. And, and they had ample ample opportunity to at least just get rid of the, the Oceanside duo in that same scene and no one would have cared uh, but at least we would have seen some carnage there of mm. somebody like and 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 I, I look Judith really that's the cliffhanger gonna leave us on Judith yeah she might she's no got so one. Yeah. She's got so much plot armor, she might as well have her own spin-off at this point. <laughs> I mean, The Walking Dead, Judith Grimes might be coming soon. Who knows, right? Um, I I was faked out definitely by the Lydia arm bite because I thought we're about to lose Elijah here. And I was kind of sitting up on the edge of my seat, like, yeah, here it is. It's finally gonna happen. We're gonna kill somebody. And then I see Lydia, and I was like, oh shit, that's that's better than Elijah, because at least I wasn't expecting this one. And then they're like, let's just type off our arm. I said, Oh, well, that's not fun. I mean, it's fine, you know, but it's right there. Like, this was the time. The stakes were raised for like two seconds, maybe. And then even when Judith got shot, the stakes were raised for like two seconds, you know. Uh, and then she's like, Awake. She's Judith. She can survive a bullet. Why not? I mean, her brother did at this age. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's a rite of passage. It's like passing the hat, you know? You gotta pass the hat and then take a bullet. Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly... I think that all of the Grimes children will. Um, RJ could certainly stand to have one sooner rather than later because nothing interesting has ever happened to that child. I was and so angry that he got the hat. <laughs> I get, I get what it meant metaphorically that, you know, she's come of age and she's passing it on because now she's, she's the, the eldest Grimes <laughs> living as far as we know. Oh, RJ deserves not that. RJ, why are you such a inert vegetable? He's just there. 
you know, there. But you wonder if they pass him the hat, maybe you do kill Judith. And then you say like, RJ's the new little ass kicker. Like it's right there. You gave him the hat. What is she really, what is Judith really bringing to the table these days? I'm just saying like, we, we got a couple, well, we got one more episode left. We can kill Judith. She doesn't have a spinoff right now. The only problem with that is that we have pretty clearly established throughout this chunk of season that Judith is doing these establishing voiceovers on the beginning. And it could be Ghost Judith. I'm not discounting the possibility that it's Ghost Judith, but it seems like she is to the point that she, the conversation she has with Daryl and Carol in the train, this is her imparting those stories that they said they would tell her. And this actually... This ties into something I definitely wanted to discuss here. And I wish that I wish that Josh Wiggler hadn't gotten swept away by the zombie horde to discuss this because as a comics reader, he probably has some thoughts on this. But I'm gonna go ahead, spoil some st- some stuff that happens at the very end. We're we're like looking at down the precipice of the last episode. I think we're allowed to talk about how the comics end and how this might inform how the series ends. But the final scene in the comics is And clearly we're not going to get this exact thing because of many reasons. But the final scene in the comics is adult Carl Grimes talking to his daughter and telling her the story of how they got where they got and saying, you know, we're all here because of Rick Grimes. Rick Grimes is a great man. And, you know, and and scene because Rick is dead at this point and Carl is like carrying on the legacy. And obviously we can't go that way because we don't have a Carl anymore, but we could have, we could have an older Judith imparting these stories to either her own children or RJ. If the end is just like Judith imparting the stories to RJ, like that feels cheap, <laughs> but. What if it's RJ imparting the stories to RJ Jr.? You know, well, uh, RJ the we, third. We already heard in the voiceover, it's definitely Judith. We weren't sure if it yeah. was Judith, but she talks about my mom, Lori, mm-hmm. and my older brother, Carl, and my other mom, Michonne. And, you know, RJ only had one mom. So <laughs> I think it's probably not RJ. Boy, that sounds like a book that was banned from schools. <laughs> RJ only had one mom. <laughs> RJ only had one mom. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I I don't think you 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 hang your final episode of this entire series on the death of Judith. I, I, I don't think that is in any way, shape or form satisfying to a writer's room. I, I just don't see it. I don't know that what they're going to do is going to be satisfying to us, but I don't think that would be satisfying to a writer's room. At least I'm yeah. hoping. I mean, who knows with this writer's room, but... <sighs> I, I think part of my problem with this entire episode is that I, this episode did not need to happen um, <laughs> because because there's no just just give me a two and a half hour finale then and just just run the whole thing together the breaking it here and giving me an entire week to to wait for the final episode when this is clearly a a continuation kind of thing. We're just stopping in the middle because we have a, a, a certain episode order. And I just hate when they do that. Um, I, it, it's like I was watching the finale and then I paused and had to wait a week to finish the finale as opposed to something with that was building momentum all season long. And I'm sure on a binge this would work, but that's not what we're doing now. 
Yeah, it's interesting because it is the finale, and this could have been, you know, a partial email. Like, I think they could have definitely <laughs> didn't. We didn't need this, right? But I think they're like they're trying to put a lot of weight on the Mercer thing, right? We we were wondering if he was ever going to have our backs. He does, but it just doesn't feel like it was that much of a moment. Like, I really feel like it was very obvious that eventually he was going to come around. Um, I don't like that. It seems like he's going to come around because of his love for princess in a way is like, Oh yeah, my girlfriend's coming back. Like that really what made yeah, you your sister this- sister right. was the problem here. Yeah. Or any just the senseless deaths that you know have been going on. The people who are coming to miss it. Like Mercer's aware of this stuff. I mean, he's been kind of in denial about it, but hey, I didn't see any like breaking moment except for when Yumiko shows up and just goes, you what about your girlfriend? Huh? What about your sister? And he's like, Oh yeah, damn, I forgot about them. And so like <laughs> we have that moment and then we have the Judith cliffhanger. That's about it. Um, I mean, I guess now that the walkers have evolved to, to now they're climbers, and that's going to be a thing moving forward. But I don't know, y'all. I just really don't think the gravity of this is the last episode coming up. I don't think it's really sitting with me. There was so much that was wrong with like how this was all paced and the information they chose to give us and when they chose to give it to us and what they did not choose to give us. I feel like I could lift whole scenes out of the last five episodes and not even the last five episodes, like maybe the entire season, there's a lot we could just lift out and chuck out and replace with other interesting information. Like, I feel like there are things that the show wants me to be invested in that I have absolutely no context for. And that absolutely doesn't like they're telling me they're not showing me. And I think like we could have compressed this whole like Eugene getting arrested courtroom Mercer switching sides thing. That could have been 10 minutes. It doesn't need to be two <laughs> entire episodes and we don't even need to take him to court if we already know he's going to be guilty. So how, how much do you care about the Elijah and Lydia romance? I don't at all because I wasn't shown <laughs> any of it. Like show Elijah doing anything or saying anything. We saw a bit of him The first time we saw him, he was interesting because he had that welder mask that he was wearing Mm -hmm. and then he took it off and you thought he'd be like horribly disfigured or he'd have like hangups or something. And it was like, no, I just wanted to find some other people. And now that I have a cool group of people, I'm going to take off my mask. Mm -hmm. I would have loved to see more of him. Like, what's his origin story? We know he had a sister who got killed by the Reapers, but we really didn't get to see him playing off of anybody else it's just like all of a sudden he's been here long enough now he gets a girlfriend yeah it's just like i i want to know like why lydia is ready to give her life for this man you know don't get me wrong they're all ready to fight for each other yeah it's great that she does but why but it's like why why do you love it like i don't get me wrong y'all are in love i get it but she's like ready to just risk it all like i don't care i don't need an arm i just need to make sure he's okay i'm like does he feel the same have we ever heard his side of the story i don't think he's ever said he was in love with her maybe i missed it maybe it's lost somewhere in all the fodder of some of these episodes but it just it felt like that's not the love story that we should be clinging on to on the uh the penultimate episode of the series that's been lasted for seven seasons and on a similar note i feel this exact same way about negan and mrs negan Oh, yes, 100%. I do not care. I care about the baby. And barely, because it's a baby. That's it. It's not a baby. It's not a baby. It's a future baby. And that's the (laughs) only thing I care about. I'm just like, hey, one day they're going to have a child. And that would be nice to see. 
But at the same time, I don't really care about their relationship. Negan's like, I want to be a good husband. Why? Why? Yeah. I don't. Who I, is this I, woman? I, yeah. She's like, if you don't take him out, I will. Will you? Do you? Are you that <laughs> badass, Annie? Are you like? We didn't know that. Does she got skills? We don't know anything about this lady. I don't know. Just yeah. like, she's she's basically some lady who lived on uh, the the 14th floor of some apartment building. <laughs> basically, the amount we know about her. Yeah, and I feel like there's such an interesting seed of something there, especially because the first time we meet her, she says, "Yeah, I know all this stuff about Negan. I know who he is. I know what he's done." And I accept him anyway, and I love him for who he is. And it's like, okay, why? How? We need we need something. We need more. We needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need. I mean, if you're going to put him in a spin-off episode, uh, a series, and 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 really focus on this relationship, then you needed at least a scene or two of a flashback of of while Negan was gone, this is what he did, and, you know, zoom it back into the, the modern storyline. You needed something of their relationship as opposed to, like you said, telling us that really cool stuff happened. Sorry you missed it. I would love mm-hmm. to see, like, give me a web series. Give me Walking Dead Riverbend. Yeah. And give me, like, you know, six mini episodes of Negan, like, stumbling onto Riverbend and, like, fighting his way into the inner circle and getting accepted by this group. How did he do that? And, you know, how did he get them all to overlook all the terrible stuff he did? Yeah. This is interesting. I have so many questions. I really feel like I should have made a list. Give me your next question. Who's the main (laughs) character of the show? When the show started, the main character was Rick. At some point, it shifted, and it felt like some random blend of Michonne, Daryl, Carol. But this episode, I don't think had a central person. I think everybody felt like a supporting cast to the story that the zombies are coming, which you would think is already understood. I really don't understand who, like, I get we're rooting for the group, but whose story are we telling at this point? Like, Daryl's just there to rescue Judith as he's always done. Carol's there to shoot guns as she always done. Maggie is there to, to keep her kid. Negan is there as well i don't know what we're watching anymore i think i'm confused by that i want the story to have a point of view and i'm not quite sure who's telling it they're trying to make that be judith and it's not working because judith is 10 years old yeah and she doesn't say anything in the actual episode like the beginning sure she's like my mom my dad blah blah rj a hat all that good stuff (laughs) and then she never talks again and then she just gets shot and she's like thank you are we rooting for Judith? Am I rooting for Judith? I don't feel like I am. If she died, I don't think I'd be mad. I'd be like, oh, damn. Well, I don't think I'd be mad. Yeah, I, I think I'd be mad because it seems very cheap. Yeah. It wasn't this earned. Point. They didn't yeah. earn it. Yeah, She's they, a child they, in a zombie nothing. apocalypse. She can not, die. not only that. Not only, not a, not only did they not, would they not have earned Judith dying, but what in the world are they doing with this Pamela character who is craven as all get out but magically makes a cameo appearance at a gunfight of which she is not insured of her own safety at all with no protective armor to shoot judith only to like two scenes later go oh there are zombies out (laughs) protect my home in the estates i will hide behind the walls because i am craven once more like what is this i don't understand 
why was she why was she at the gunfight at the at union station that made no sense at all that's the name of a book somewhere the gunfight at <laughs> union station <laughs> that's that's the thing um you know it's probably just as believable as lydia running out and trying to like die for elijah it's like i understand you care about this person just like i understand pamela cares about her son but at what point does she care enough to now like give me that gun i'll handle this on my own and then to instantly turn off the kill switch, as we've seen on The Walking Dead, to decide to go be a scaredy cat again. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. Even though I, again, this is one of those things that The Walking Dead does in this incredibly frustrating way where they have interesting plot points and interesting ideas and interesting schemes, but they didn't write the correct characters to do those things. And so they just take these characters and just like slot them in like take the action figure of pamela and stick it in the gunfight even though she has no earthly business being there because it's a cool ass scheme and a cool idea i love that she outsmarted them and got out in front of them so they all come up and it's like oh yeah by the way i knew you were coming i locked the door and now i'm gonna shoot you that was cool but that's not a pamela move <laughs> yeah that was the only reason we move that's yeah, not a pamela that move. was a hornsby move yeah like if he'd done it that would have been amazing it's almost like they shouldn't have killed him so fa so quickly. <laughs> yeah, almost like they would have done better to kill Pamela in the early part of the season and let Hornsby take over and yeah. let him be the one here. I, I can believe him picking up a gun. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Raging lunatic. Yeah. yeah. I can also, but I can also at the same time, I can see someone being a total badass when they're in a room full of humans and picking up the gun and shooting at the humans, but then having the zombie hordes that may or may not be able to climb shit. Yeah. <laughs> I would be afraid of that. Like, I might switch back into being Craven when the zombie hordes starts to descend on my colony. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not saying that she says doesn't have a right to be be terrified at that no. point. I would say there's there's just nothing in her in her entire history on the show that shows that she has the common sense to be uh, yeah, I mean, on a top character, of the scheme. It's yeah. understandable for a character. It is not understandable for Pamela. Yeah, and and who are these? Who are these people who are shooting at our people? Yes. Like, like she has a secret army. No, Orangebee has the secret army. She doesn't have a secret army. Mm -mm. She's got her secret <sighs> service. They clearly do her bidding. Um, she wasn't the only one kind of acting strange. I don't want to pick on Eugene, so I'm going to pick on the stormtroopers. What is the point of the armor? At this point, what is the point of the armor? The stormtrooper enters the room, fully armored with a gun. Eugene takes him out. Bow, 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 bow. Beats him up. Armored up. Eugene, the craven Eugene that we know is like, I got it. So I'm like, okay, good job, Eugene. You were able to muster up that. But then later on, when the walkers start climbing the wall, they just eat the stormtroopers. What is the point? <laughs> Jump right through it. What is the point? Take that not, shit off. Not even walkers. One walker yeah. walks up to one stormtrooper who kind of leans his neck out and pulls down his armor <laughs> and suddenly his face is off. Like, what? what? I was like, you have that armor for a reason, I assume. Uh, I think it just looks good. And, and 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 if that's the case, who's manufacturing this armor? Where is the, fa the factory? Because you have to, you cannot tell me that you have unlimited armor resources and they're just getting just ripped apart by the walkers. Because we've seen that people with guns, fine against the armor. Eugene with no gun, fine against the armor. Walkers with no gun, 
with no like ability to reason and to aim for certain parts of your body. They're too good against the armor. I just don't understand. Yeah, in in earlier seasons of Walking Dead, they would cobble together armor from what they had. Mm-hmm. And you would see like Glenn wearing the SWAT suit when they lived in the prison. Or you would see the kingdom. They all like raided a high school and got all the football pads. The kingdom's running around in football pads, which I mm-hmm. thought was smart. I don't know, like, this is another thing, like, where are they getting the milk for the ice cream? Where are they getting the sugar for the ice cream? Where are they getting the polyurethane for the armor? (laughs) Where are they getting all the uh, film and flash bulbs for the the photographs at the courtroom? (laughs) What are their cars running on? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we stopped siphoning gas a long time ago. Now it just uh, materializes inside the tanks of these cars. Uh, But these are the same walkers that can't tell Aaron is walking next to them in the horde. Like, oh, you must be one of us. You're covered in blood. But if you put on armor, it's like, I got to take that shit off of you because I'm going to eat you. I just don't understand. (laughs) Yeah, I I think I I wanted to see a smart walker figure out that there were non-walkers in the horde. That would have made some sense. And is someone going to get killed with that knife? Right. The knife seems to be a a thing of the past. I I also would have loved to have, like, if that when that walker climbed up onto the uh, stormtroopers, why didn't he just take the machine gun and start shooting them? That would have been hysterical. That would have been great. Walker with a machine gun? Yeah. yes. I would have totally yes. bought it too because he was climbing up and he's like, they, they don't see him coming. It's like, oh, <laughs> sure, he could fire indiscriminately, but it would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. When Walker starts sneaking places, like we know they play dead, you know, but now they climb and like gingerly walk behind you and like sneak up behind your back. <laughs> if you're going to give the Walkers these powers, I'm fine with it. Just establish it and then make it cool. But like to just have the Walker kind of halfway do it, like I can sneak up behind you, but I'm still like, blah. I just happened to get through the armor. Like, no, have the the walker punch him or something, you know, no, throw him off I, the balcony. <laughs> no, I like that the walkers are like they're not all the way smart. It's just, just random, you know? smart. It's yeah, it's like some of them get certain gifts and some of them do not. It's like the spot the one gifted walker in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, cool. Yeah. You, I do you never like know. That. Yeah. yeah, you can't identify right. them. So you think like, oh, we're safe because we climbed up on this thing. And then one starts walking like, there's always one. There's always yep. one. <laughs> always one. And yeah. it's like that walker's probably still not going to beat you at Scrabble. But, you know, <laughs> you can't keep them out with a fence now. Mm-hmm. Can they swim? There's probably a swimming walker out there. Sure. Got to be, but right? They don't have to swim because they can, they don't have to breathe. So they can just like walk on the bottom of the lake. Yeah, but like the ocean, like when, okay, because eventually we're going to Paris, y'all, and yeah. I just need to know how this works. You know, like I this, I don't want to jump too far ahead because The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon is coming, but <laughs> I, you know, are the are the walkers just like walking across the the ocean just to go from continent to continent? What are we doing here? I mean, the undersea is just like crawling with walkers now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> I, I appreciate that that amount of like fear in the walking dead universe because a lot of this show is not even remotely I, scary. I was already afraid of open water and now it's like <laughs> there's there's zombies down there. I don't like it. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just like you said it's the decision like I actually enjoyed a lot of the conversations in the first half of the episode. I I enjoyed 
oh, they called back, yet I smile. Like, oh, cool. Mm, was, yeah. I remember that. That was really nice. Cool. Ezekiel's back. Hey, I mean, he'll probably die next scene, but hey, Ezekiel's back. I enjoyed that immensely. But then it's just like, oh, Lydia, don't worry. I'll go get your boyfriend and save him because I don't certainly have a wife and kids to live for. So I'll just sacrifice myself, Jerry. Oh, come on, Jerry would not do that. <laughs> Jerry or maybe Jerry would because he's just a lovable. Don't make Jerry do that. <laughs> and they're not setting up a Jerry death. No, like, there's no way Jerry fine. dies. He's going to be fine. Like, <sighs> why, though? Why is there no way Jerry and dies? Wait a second. Didn't Jerry have a bum leg like two episodes ago? Yeah, yeah it's, but it, it's fine. He's in a walker crowd. He it helps the, the subterfuge. The limp. Yeah, it's yeah. a good limp. He still uh, has the I, limp. I, I was watching. I want Jerry. I don't want Jerry dead. I just don't understand why he has to live through the series if it's not if he's not going to be in one of the spinoffs. First of all, that's what, I want to plant my flag on that now. If you're not going to be in a spinoff, you should be up for grabs. We should be able to kill you and move forward, especially if you can't bring anything to the table. Like if you're if you're Jerry. That's fine. Do we need Jerry? No. Yumiko, she might not be in any of the spinoffs right now, but maybe a year from now we could bring her in as like the new judge at whatever um, <laughs> whatever makeshift trial they have in the future. I don't know. Walking Dead Law and Order. I mean, I look at it. I still want to know the proceed like the proceedings of this uh, of this trial because I saw it, but I don't believe it. Um, but you know, like that's a useful trait. You know, some of these people have really useful traits that we can use later on in the spinoffs if they pop up like Jadis did. Jerry, not so much. I, I you can go. Uh, that Elijah, you can go. Lydia, hell, you can go. If you're not going to be in one of these spinoffs. We need to start talking about the end of you, the character. And, you know, we've been tiptoeing around it long enough. We did our draft, but we got to start killing some people off. Can we talk about who we might like to see in a spinoff instead? Like Which spinoff? Either spinoff. Like, let's talk. Let's talk. I love the dead because I'm not going to call it anything but. Um, <laughs> let's talk the Negan and Maggie show. I mean, I think. It makes logical sense that we put Annie there, at least like have her hold down headquarters somewhere. Does it? Can we stop on that? But can she go? Like, what she do we can look go, like with But she's Maggie, not gonna. Yeah, Maggie, Negan, and Negan's wife. It's like, what do are you, you think, doing here? Do you think we saw their farewell this episode? Like, are they ever gonna see each other again? I was hoping that we saw everybody's farewell. I mean, Daryl's <laughs> getting no, I'm serious. Daryl takes Judith and runs down the alley, and then everybody else is hanging under this giant dumpster because there's no way any of them have survived a billion zombies in this tiny confined space. There is no way. They are all dead at this point. Maybe. Maybe one of them is able to climb a fence and to survive, and you know it'll be Carol. But no, they are all dead at this point. Just watch, come back next week, and death, death, chomp, 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 and just follow Daryl and, and Judith to, as they try to find the doctor. Like that is all that happens in that scene from the way it was staged. I mean, I'm, surpri I'm surprised the two Oceanside clowns survive because, like, like they're zombies. Oh, my God. Draw your weapons. Draw your weapons. Hey, everybody, look at us. We're alive. We're not zombies. And they don't get shot? Come on. Nope. This show is afraid to kill anybody at this point. They, they, they're wussing out. No one's going to die. So the only thing that can tell us just for now for me at this point is, like, everybody dies in the first five minutes. Yeah. Do you think there is a possibility that we go back to this cornered in the alleyway scene at the beginning of the finale and Rick Grimes comes in with the cavalry. 
hey, you, you want to do Dude. this? You want to little finger this sucker? Go for it. I'm all for it. That that would be awesome. And anything that brings Rick, Michonne, any of our uh, still alive originals back in there uh, to save the day. Yes, let's do it. Because like you said, what you have set up for me now is an, a situation where no one can escape. You've set it up. They are all doomed. And to have suddenly like a, oh, look, there's a sewer. man. There's a manhole leading to the sewer that we didn't show you before that they're all going to run into. Like, No, no. You have one episode left. End the damn thing. Kill the people. They're all hiding under the dumpster together. They're all like, yeah, it's a really like big dumpster on top of each other. That's yeah. what it's set up for. But I, I was going to disagree that the Rick and Michonne just kind of like coming in to save the day. I was going to say that's very cheap. Like, I feel like we didn't earn that at all. We barely even talk about the two of them. Like, their names are just now coming up because we're talking to Judith. But then I thought about it again. I was like, well, I mean, we are essentially just priming us for whatever spinoffs we have with all these rest of these people. So why not make this about Rick again? Why not make this about Michonne again? Why not make this about Judith again? You like... We can leave all these people behind. They don't get a spinoff, then they don't have to come with us. And so, yeah, if you start the next episode and we get Daryl dropping Judith off at uh, whatever doctor they have and then going back and then just finding, like, all his friends dead except for, you know, our core five. It's like, um, I think it's like Avengers, Avengers Infinity War, right? So they, they, they do the snap and then all the people disappear except for, like, the main five Avengers from day one, right? Like, Thor is there, the Hulk's there, Iron Man is there, Captain America's there. But everybody else, oh, half of half of civilization is gone. But them people just managed to make it. I'd be okay with that, especially because there's more Walking Dead to be shown. Yeah, yeah. we can just say Thanos should have been a little more exact if he really wanted to end <laughs> things. Right. Why did you pick these people? I mean, like, I know he didn't pick it, but I mean, just one of the main five Avengers would have just changed this drastically. Look, there's yeah. no one in this show at this point. Look, okay, yes, obviously we know Daryl plot armor because Maggie Negan. Okay, I, I get it. I will give you that. I don't need Yumiko to live. I don't need Magna to live. I don't need the <laughs> Oceanside Clowns. It's like, none of these people need to be there. At the end of the day, the last scene, like, and look at the pan of all the people who survived. Connie, sure, I'd be happy, but any of those people? No, I, and because you know, you know that last that last montage at the very end of the series is going to be Yumiko and Tommy. Ooh, boy, well, I'm going <laughs> to shed a tear for that one. <sighs> Tommy's going to finally have his bakery, you know, and then they're going to live happily ever after. It seems. Kill some people. Kill I... some people. <laughs> to the point of, are they really going to kill somebody? Next episode, I want to address a rumor that I heard floating around out there, which is that there were some very last minute reshoots of scenes in the finale. And what that says to me, like, you know, we're going to live in the mega happy world for a second. And I it, I don't know if this is a mega happy world. This is the world where things happen in a satisfying manner, if okay. not a happy one. Mm -hmm. But Melissa McBride was out on the spinoff. Does that mean they reshot a bunch of stuff to kill Carol? Uh, if they kill Carol now, when we've gotten the least Carol content that we've ever gotten in any season, I mean, this woman, she legit like took off in a Kia for like six episodes one season, and we had more Carol in that season. 
this we don't even get any speaking lines from Carol anymore. If killing her now would just feel like, well, thanks, I guess. Like it's like you just it is not worth it. I don't think it's worth it. You kill Carol, it would it would it would it's supposed to mean something. That's a death that's supposed to hit you. And you just kill her just because it's the last episode and you can kill somebody when there's so many people just waiting to be killed. I don't care if she says, screw The Walking Dead. I hate the show and I hate everybody who was involved in it. You can't kill Carol. Not like this. Okay. Well, then I'm going to switch tactics then. What is, what if anything can we see in the finale that pulls this show out of the nosedive? Yeah, what is the goal? What are we doing here? So they just want to survive this. Inter- okay, pause. They just want to survive this interaction with the Walkers and Pamela Milton right now. Like that's their ultimate goal. It's not to take over the the Commonwealth. It's not to restore some type of society. It's not a cure. It's just we got this one big bad that we got to fight right now and a zombie horde to deal with. So then after that, I guess they just walk off. They just okay. Well, I guess uh. Guess we'll go to New York now. You know, like I don't, I don't really know if they set up stakes except for the ones that we have directly in front of us. Yeah, the the, the walkers are now inside the Commonwealth walls, and therefore, uh, thanks to Pamela's cordon off the poor people, all the poor people can be dead. Like so, it it's and that's where most of the people live. So, the Commonwealth, for all intents and purposes, is done at this point because they're not going to spend the time and clear the whole Commonwealth after this is over, they're going to go their separate ways. I mean, that that's fine. I think you have to kill Pamela at this point. You, you just have to like that. That's, that's how you end this, this season, but do it early, do it early in the thing. So mm-hmm. that, that that's not the thing that's going to happen in the last 10 minutes. That's going to make me satisfied. She's not it, a final boss. No, do it early. Have some deaths, have some dealing with it. Have, have, have a funeral of some sort and that and yeah. then when that happens I, the the only thing that saves this is that rick or michonne shows up that is the only thing that saves it at this point it yeah. really is what do you think even separates them like i said they could go their own separate ways but this group this group that is living and breathing and dying for each other every step of the way is now we're supposed to believe are able to go off and have separate shows there's no world where I see Maggie and Negan going anywhere and the rest of them not being like, well, here we come. You know, like, I just don't understand why they would let Maggie go off with Negan and not be like, we're coming too. you have a child to, and we have kids here. Why don't we keep them together? Like, there's got to be something that makes them say, we're going to take uh, door number one. Y'all can take door number two. And I'm still not sure what that is. Yeah, there's no there's no good setup for that. Like, Daryl, I buy. Yeah, like Daryl will go off on it on his own and have his own adventures. And people might say, hey, take me with you. And he'll be like, no, F you. Nope. And okay. <laughs> Revs up the motorcycle that he hasn't yep. gassed up in, in three seasons and just drives <laughs> Stick away. dog in the sidecar. It really does seem that it you would want it for, for all these spinoffs to make sense to us. You would almost have to have it be one of these accidental separations where... Mm-hmm. Where Daryl trips and falls into a hot air balloon that takes him across the sea. <laughs> that <laughs> you know? that sounds about as plausible as anything I've heard. You know, they, and Maggie uh, and Negan get stuck on the train that keeps barreling off, and they're unable to jump off it. And so, and he's separated from his wife. Three. You know, oh, God, 
<laughs> we we had a nuclear bomb on fear. I keep going back to that because that's incredible <laughs> that we like had a nuclear bomb and continue to have a show. But it would take something like that. Like we all took cover, came out, and there was nothing there. We don't know where each other's are. So we just start walking. But what do you get? Like, where are we getting that from in this story? Because this is just walkers. We've done this a billion times. It, I mean, <laughs> is there I mean, is there a way? Where somehow we we bring in our, our, our Jadis friends this is somehow in there. Maybe not Jadis, but like you know that that bring CRM. that storyline. Yeah, yeah. Bring bring, bring that storyline in here, and they have some sort of gas that that is going to eradicate the zombies, but it also gives everybody amnesia. And so when they are starting these new shows, they don't know who they are to each other, which automatically makes now Maggie and Egan being best pals makes freaking sense because they don't remember what happened to them. Because then, because then, uh, what's her name? Judas is the only one who hasn't inhaled it, so she's telling the story of what happened to RJ. <laughs> you know, she's telling the story to literally everyone else. <laughs> Gather around, people. I have a story. They're like, You're a child. <laughs> the one was a man named Rick, you know. Well, I mean, they were doing some interesting stuff with like yeast and spores over on World Beyond, and, and we talked a lot about. That would make Daryl's line all the more funnier from this episode. Is like, when this is over, I'll tell you all the stories about Rick I remember, which are none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey Daryl, how about the stories now? Yeah, never mind. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's something, right? I mean <laughs> it's something because right now we're just kind of like, man, it just feels like this is going to end, and then the spinoff is going to start with no like backstory right we're just gonna get the next like on uh when on the premiere of isle of the dead it's just maggie and egan walking around and telling us how they got there and it's just like yeah it's like all we get is flashbacks for like the first two episodes it's just them well, leaving that, maggie and egan's gonna start off with them like uh fighting zombies on the statue of liberty or something like some some iconic yeah. landmark thing and A time and, jump yeah, yeah <laughs> not gonna tell us how they got there or anything and then, then there'll be like a, a you know There'll be a record scratch. Yeah. I bet you're wondering how we got here. Well, sit tight. I bet you're wondering how we got here. And it's Judith narrating still. She's like, I bet you're wondering how they got here. <laughs> and I mean, dollar to donuts, you know Negan's going to end up at Yankee Stadium or City Field and find a whole slew of baseball bats. Whole little seal. <laughs> I wonder what I'm going to name this one. He's going to name it Judith. You know, or name Annie. 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 Well, she's gonna be right there. Why would he name it Annie? She's coming too. Mm. Um, Annie uh, Junior. Annie <laughs> Junior. It's just, oh, it's man. weird. It's it's very weird to be at this point in The Walking Dead. And I'm, I guess I know I'm critical of the show. I know people are listening to this story like Chappelle. You're always complaining about it, but I really do think we had like potential for a very epic show from be- beginning to end that just really wrote people in. Like even the Glenn death in the middle that kind of just threw the show off the rails. Like um, even that that wasn't enough to like stop the momentum of the show. It just gl- gradually just like one like misstep and after another and then COVID and then just trying to force through the COVID of it all. Like I, like I said, I'm really critical of them, but I, you know, it's gotta be difficult to do something like this, but it shows, right? That's the thing. It's difficult to do it. Then you have to do it well. And I'm like, not sure that it was done well. So I'm hoping that, you know, whatever it is at the end of the day, we're, we're happy with the finished product. 
Um, or we're so unhappy that we just move on to the next thing and just make it a continuation of this one. Yeah, I think we're leaning more toward the latter. Like, this is going out with a whimper, not a bang. I can't imagine anything that happens that satisfies the three of us. No. Um, but it, it is sad because the ingredients are there. Like, every so often, this show still comes out with something that you're just, like, jaw-droppingly brilliant. And you think, if the show was like this all the time, this would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And not every show, like, there's no show that can consistently deliver bangers like season after season forever there's still going to be some duds like i just finished watching better call saul and getting up to the end and it's just like amazing episode after amazing episode after amazing episode and then in the middle of it there's this like long drawn out sort of flashbacky episode that is all about characters you just met and it's like no what about the characters i cared about like we just saw these crazy things happen and you paused so that we could go watch a guy run through a mall. Okay. That's not, that's not interesting. Yeah. So just like lost yeah. with the Allison Janney episode. <laughs> yes. Yes. Lost with the like raising questions that nobody needed the answer to. If, um, if you say lost one more time, Josh is just going to pop into the podcast. And shut us we're all trying down. to summon him. It's like saying yeah. Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, we're Beetlejuicing him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I didn't expect this show to be banger after banger, but I also did not expect it to devolve into this when all of the ingredients seem to still be there, which is why I'm actually looking forward to these future shows. I mean, I, I like this world. I like this universe. I, I, I love these characters. And I just think they deserve to do their own thing and no longer be saddled with the baggage of, oh, we've got 75 characters, none of whom we've killed, and now we have to give them all a send-off because that seems to be what we want to do. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to being able to separate them from this. You know, like, uh, right? I always look at this in, through the lens of this is The Walking Dead. This is all one show. Uh, I separate the world beyond. I separate Fear of the Walking Dead. I bring in a lot of the, like, the ideas that Fear of the Walking Dead and World Beyond had. But I don't be like, it's not canon because on Fear, such and such and such have happened. I don't care. And so I'm like, when this spinoff happens, like, give them a fresh slate. You know, I don't want to hear about... Oh, remember that time uh, Beth died? No, I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, like I don't want to talk about those people anymore because clearly, like bringing those people up is just going to make me mad about how we didn't really end the show in a way that a show can end. You know, there are people who only watch The Walking Dead proper. They didn't watch Fear. They didn't watch uh, World Beyond. They didn't watch the anthology series, and they're not going to watch Isle of the Dead. So I think those people deserve to have a show that starts with the beginning, has a middle, and has an ending. Do you think there's any universe where that happens? No. Because AMC <laughs> has a good track record with this. Like, honestly, again, Better Call Saul, up until the last, like, three episodes, you could watch the entirety of Better Call Saul in a vacuum, knowing nothing about the Breaking Bad universe. And you could really get sucked into that universe. You wouldn't need to necessarily know that it was a spinoff of another show. Similarly, mm. I think, like, I think of other great spinoffs in the world. Like you can watch Frasier and you don't have to know every single person who was on cheers. Is it possible that someone's entry point to the walking dead? Like, I think it could have been world beyond. I am a little more iffy about fear. Could somebody watch episode one of Isle of the dead without ever having seen the walking dead? And would they feel like they knew anything at all that was going on? 
I hope so. It's like House of the Dragon, right? Game of Thrones yeah. is doing the same thing, right? Yeah. I, I know people who did not watch Game of Thrones who are watching House of the Dragon and enjoying it. I, and, and I, you know, they say, do you want to watch Game of Thrones? Like, eh, you don't have to, you know? And thus far, you haven't had to. I don't know if that's going to be the case moving forward because yeah. you're bringing in the two main characters or two of the main characters from the original spinoff. Yeah, and, and how do you even establish that dynamic? Mm, yeah. Like, yeah. New Worlds is the same. Yeah. Strange New Worlds is the exact same thing. It's like, I think you could start that from, from moment one as his own show and really have enjoyed the, the first season. Uh, and if you were a fan of the original series, it, it there's a level on top of that that's even more fantastic. You don't, but you don't have to have seen Picard and you don't have to have seen The yeah. Next Generation or, you know, or any of the uh, disco or any of the other. And I'd say Picard, Picard almost works like that as well. Like Picard is its own thing. Picard is its own thing, although it is so seeped in the nostalgia of, of the yeah. original characters. Like I mean, you could, you could, but then they kind of, the, the second season kind of, they went back. Yeah. And like, eh, now you really, you really want to see Riker. Don't yeah. You? And, and season three is clearly going to be like yeah. even more like season three is just going to be season eight of next gen. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Lower Decks, I think, kind of the same thing. It's just so riddled with in-jokes that it's like, you could watch this by itself, but why would you? Yeah, exactly. So I, I think, yeah, if, you know, if you want to have a, a joke in Isle of the Dead, like, you know, where someone says, yeah, hi, I'm the governor. And then they, like, they go, wah, wah, you know, like, because, <laughs> because he's the governor of New York, but he's not like, you know, the governor. You, you could get away with, with that in a wink and a nod. And I think that that would be fine. Um, I also think I would love for one of these, uh, who knows which one, I would like for one of the new shows to at least be tongue-in-cheek comedy, like a drama, certainly, but at least have a sense of humor about itself, where we can have a little bit of a laugh mm -hmm. once in a while. Multi-camera Walking Dead sitcom. I would watch no. it. <laughs> the, the Walking Dead does take itself very seriously. And I think yes. it would be nice for a tone change. Like even the world beyond takes itself very or took itself very seriously. Those kids were so brooding, you know, and that's typical teenage, uh, you know, <laughs> energy. But also we've done this for so long. It would be nice to change it up. Tales of the Walking Dead did a good job of that. So I think there's room for that. But if you think we're getting comedy from the Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon, it ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> Might be unintentional comedy. Well, I think no, we're going to get a fair that. amount of that. You could do that if they turned it into it's Daryl Dixon into Mr. Bean because he's not going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, those are two great tastes that would taste great together. Walking Dead and Mr. Bean. I don't need it. Uh, but yeah, I, like I said I, I, I thought that this particular episode just it was never going to work without us without us ultimately seeing the finale because of where they cut it off. So I think it there was no way I was going to enjoy this episode if they were going to frame it in this way on its own. And I, I'm in the holding pattern. I'm like, how, how are we going to end it? And it, not in a cliffhanger way that, that's, that's entertaining. It's more of a, like I said, I hit pause on the episode. And now I just, or, or you know, it's, it's still in commercials for about a week. <laughs> Yeah, I, think, that, I, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. I feel like the last episode of a show, you're supposed to be anticipating the episode because it's like the buildup. It's like, this is how we're going to end it. It's so cool. This is a moment. It's a cliffhanger. How is this thing going to happen? Like, what, what are we doing? But I feel more like, like mild curiosity. Like, 
can you do it or what are you about to do? It doesn't feel like 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 I've built up to this through like all these episodes. I mean, dear God, over a hundred episodes of television, and I'm sitting here like, ah, just just show me show me that y'all aren't gonna like just destroy it completely, you know? Um, and so yeah, I, I think this is what happened when you move away from source material a lot of times as well. So there's a lot of reasons why this is probably happening, but it just does not feel like we are one week away from the finale. Yeah. It- yeah, it doesn't. I don't like it. I don't like that. I like I I like to remember The Walking Dead fondly. But when I think about fond memories of The Walking Dead, I think about the early seasons. And I think about a couple seasons ago. We had some fancy, some good stuff right, right there. Mm-hmm. But that's it. There's a lot of gray area in there where I'm like, mm, I didn't really need it. Like, uh, if you asked me to summarize this season, I don't even know what I would tell you. You know, like, did you like it? It was fine. It happened. Yeah. Well, yeah. there was there was one episode this season that I thought was one of the best they'd ever done. And then there was, you know, one episode we talk about 10 C a lot because of that one episode that was all kinds of brilliant in maybe in ways that were not intended. Like Mm -hmm. they still, they still do it every so often. And, you know, we talk about this with fear a lot, but I think the flagship is equally guilty of having these occasional moments of brilliance. Like even this episode, I I'll say it again. The pieces were there. The plot that Pamela unrolls is great if anybody but pamela does it yeah this is the same season with pope the same <laughs> season. Pope? this yes. is the same season and he pope was, was so unnecessary crazy. he was, was unnecessary crazy. you know this like the same we season were... with leah right this is the, <laughs> the reapers were in this season we didn't for need this... the reapers for this no. to be ending like this, remember the cool shots we had in the subway? Like that was this season. They were on the train and they were like, Oh yeah, and the mural and the, yeah. the hundred dollar bill. How yes. did we go from that to this? <laughs> what does that even have to do with this? Yeah, it's 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 demoralizing because yeah, a little bit. The, there there's cool stuff happening. I think the I think the RV is also a, a brilliant thing. Yeah subverting our expectations like that great how are they going to get out of that rv i don't know i kind of want to find out but it just isn't coming together the way that it needs to come together at this late juncture so i'm gonna continue to hope for the cavalry yep let's hope for it fingers crossed on the rick grimes that that is the only thing right now that that can salvage this season for me like I i still love i still love the show Still, ha- still have fond memories. Uh, you know, talking about singular episodes. I mean, put Samantha Morton at at the Ren Fest. You know, at, at the festival in the kingdom in in, in in civilian clothes and just go. Oh, I'm so happy to meet y'all. <laughs> you know, that, which ends in in heads on 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 the bikes and like, who's gonna be? Which heads are we gonna see? Like, remember that we were all not in anticipation of. If someone's gonna buy, gonna die, it's like which somebody's are going to die. It's on Spike's draft. Th- that mm-hmm. was such an awesome thing, a buildup and a momentum. And you could have a slow episode, and, but you knew where it was going. And here, the buildup is Pamela is possibly going to get eaten by zombies. Maybe. Oh, oh, maybe. Oh, okay. What, sure. What, is, what if our cavalry? Is Madison Clark. All right, I'm back on board if it's Madison yeah. Clark. Yeah, <laughs> I am angry at Madison. <laughs> we are mad at her. <laughs> we're, we're mad at her because she also did some inexplicably out of character things. 
and I don't trust her. Like, especially, like, don't let her free the kids. <laughs> no, don't let her free the kids. Uh, hey, does everyone want to hear my theory on eggs? No! <laughs> what about... What if it's Elton? Elton is the <laughs> cavalry. Well, I okay, mean, uh, okay. the uniform would be spot on. <laughs> his, his corduroy armor has done more for him than the damn stormtroopers in this plastic stuff that they're wearing. Yes, yes. I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's a, a, a no. <laughs> I don't think they would do that. I don't think that. I mean, but yeah, put him in the background uh, yeah. of some sort of CRM kind of Silas coming in. Yeah, to he's save driving the day. a tank. He and Silas are driving a tank. Yeah, sure. But I, I just, I just think the the only thing right now, because the plot has so fizzled out that there's nothing from this plot that they set up for the last twenty episodes that's worth seeing a, a culmination. There's, there's nothing to culminate to because you killed Hornsby too soon. Yeah, because he he could have been your big bad. He could have been your absolutely insane balls person, and you end up with this deluded, neutered leader who's just going to be crying in the corner it's like okay so i, I don't even take any joy in that no like you know she can get eaten um, it's fine she, go. Yeah, if, she, if she go. would be doing something nice for a zombie if she got eaten yeah 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 i don't know i i continue to hope that we're gonna we're gonna pull it out of the nosedive by the end but i if it's something ludicrous that we haven't even put on the board then okay. But yeah, it's Rick Grimes or nothing, I think. It, well, or Michonne. I, I think or, I, Rick or I, Michonne I, or, Madison, or Madison or Elton and Silas in a tank. Sure, sure, sure. It's and, Jadis. It's going to be Jadis. You know it's, it's going to be Jadis. Be, yeah, oh, absolutely. I would honestly, I would love that. At this point, give me something. Like you said, wackier wacky the better. Because um, fear is not ending anytime soon, right? Like that's still its own independent show. Yeah, fear is yeah. its own thing. Ship these people to fear. What are we doing? You know, like meet them at Padre, and uh, it's uh, you know, this put Jerry over there with uh, with Morgan. Why not? I mean, dear God, if you're not going to kill these people, at least give them something to do. I yeah. mean, uh, yeah, I would, I would love to see you know, Strand uh, with with Gabriel and Aaron. <laughs> that that would be something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think. We will see. We may not see these people move to spinoffs right away, but I think we might pick some up along the way, depending on how badly the shows do. Like if they're tanking, they're going to bring somebody back. Yeah, and it'll depend on like who's who's hard up enough to take that off. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Or in dead, as the case may be. In dead. Yes. So on that note, I think I want to give a little administrative note out to the listeners. Um, right now, we aren't exactly sure of the status of the finale and when exactly we'll be able to record, but you may be getting that a day or two later than you expect, depending on who gets advance access and when we can get together to record it. But Josh Wiggler will definitely be back to put this series to bed um, and we will find time to cover that. As you're listening to this, you are probably listening to this on November 14th, and we will be back in probably eight days' time with our recap of the finale. Finale is scheduled to air right now at November 20th, and as soon as we watch it, we will be getting together to discuss it, and 
give you all of the coverage that you are that your fuzzy little hearts desire. And so with a couple of extra days, you might actually have the opportunity to send us some feedback and we would love that. TWD at postshowrecaps.com or you can hit us up on the Twitters at postshowrecaps and tweet at us individually at haymakerhattie, at roundhoward, at chappelle's underscore show and at ajmass. Uh, we love talking theories with you. We wish we did more of it. So get out there. Um, AJ Mass, what's, what else is going on with you this week? Oh, well, we've got our Criminal Minds uh, podcast, Felonious Pundits, myself and Katat Svensgaard, as we are uh, making our way through season four uh, in our long, long journey. But I, I know that that one has an end, and then it doesn't have an end because it's coming back <laughs> over Thanksgiving. For, I love the Criminal Minds. Yeah, yeah, for brand new, uh, a brand new evolution of the show. Fear the which, Criminal Minds. Oh, it's it's going to be incredibly awful, and I can't wait. So, but if you want to hear us talking about the the, the heyday of the show, uh, hey, give a listen, Felonious Pundits. All right, Chappelle, what's going on with you this week? Um, I recently guested on the Shit Ninety Shows Taught Me podcast to talk about Boy Meets World season seven, episode fifteen and sixteen, The War, and uh, seven the hard way. I think it's the end of uh Boy Meets World, so they're wrapping things up over there. And so I was very happy to join uh Jess and Sarah to talk about that one. Uh, I'm still on post show recaps talking about uh Abbott Elementary with Gia Worthy every week or so. We're dropping a new episode. We're trying to do them in little batches, but because of the holidays, they're gonna be a little bit more space out but bear with us and follow us on uh our own our own feed uh abbott elementary uh, uh a post show recap uh so that's new and then i'm um, still talking about never have i ever on silent podcast and still talking about atlanta on post show recaps still talking about netflix shows with rob sestanino on the nothing but netflix podcast and so people can follow me on twitter as you already said at chappelle's underscore show to keep up with all of those things as well that's a lot of things you're a, a hard working man <laughs> <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> yeah. And similarly, over on um, over on Rob's podcast, I am covering the Amazing Race with the great Rob Sesterdino and Mike Bloom, and we are doing that every we're doing that every Thursday morning. We get together to talk about what happened on Wednesday night's episode, and Rob and I also talk to the teams that got eliminated. So that's all in its own feed over on robhaswebsite.com. And I, I pop up here and there on other stuff, but right now those are my these are my two main bread and butter. You know, we got the zombies and the racers, and I feel like it's a good balance, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and of course, any show you're watching, chances are somewhere out in the RHAP slash PSR universe, somebody is covering it. And the best way to do that is just go on the website and look up what's what's running and see what see what pops up. Um, you can also support us. One of the greatest things that has come out of Post Show Recaps, I think, is the Patron Discord which is available to all of our $10 and up patrons. You go over to postshowrecaps.com slash Patreon, patreon.com slash postshowrecaps, sign up and support us, and you get all kinds of perks. The Discord is one of those perks, but you get extra and advanced podcast content. Sometimes you get merch, depending on what level you're at. And I think the greatest thing about the Discord, it's like having 500 brand new best friends. It's such a welcoming community of really creative and interesting individuals. We have a lot going on in there. And you will immediately be let in on every inside joke we have. So I strongly encourage you to come and sign up and do the Patreon with us. We have other shows coming up, of course, when Walking Dead goes to bed. You know, the rest of us will not. We'll find other things to cover and we'll be back with you doing whatever. But until then, we will be back with you next week talking about 
the final, final, final episode of this particular chunk <laughs> of The Walking Dead. And after that, who knows? But you have us for one more week at least. Thank you all for listening.